everyone, welcome to a brand new episode of the Hot Hits Wrestling Podcast. I'm Hitzer. I'm Hardy. Uh, this week, we're going to be talking about WWE Backlash. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, Wrestlemania. Wrestlemania. Wrestlemania Backlash. Backlash, you know, because it's the Backlash to Wrestlemania. Sure. Um, apparently, uh, so many rematches on it, so I guess it makes sense thematically. Mm-hmm. Um, if you thought that WWE had any sort of like hype, you know, or, or interest going out of WrestleMania 38, you know. Um, they have subsequently lost it in the next few weeks, you know, with a bunch of mediocre episodes of Raw and SmackDown that clearly showed they, they, they were back to the beginning. Lah. You know, they, they have no idea how to follow up on the hype of WrestleMania 38. Um, because of that, I wasn't anticipating WrestleMania Backlash 2022 that much. I thought it was a poorly built card. I thought there were too many rematches. Mm-hmm. I thought there were no stakes in it. And then I watched it yesterday. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I fucking love this pay-per-view. I was going to say that too. I was going to say this was surprisingly good. Yeah. Yeah, this was a B-plus pay-per-view in my opinion. It's, I think, one of the best WWE pay-per-views this year. You know, I think the reason why we always give uh, WWE pay-per-views good reviews is because they're just matches. It's not story. Yeah. Uh, and they have such a great roster of talent, even with the cuts. They have such a great roster of talent. They will always, when it's just match, 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 the talent will deliver. Correct. When, when it's just wrestling. And I think they delivered here. Yeah. Yeah, they did. They did. I mean, from from like the first match onwards, I was like, oh, okay, not bad. Um, mm. I mean, there was just the weirdness of like Omos and Bobby Lashley, for example, with their arm wrestling challenge and shit like that. Of course, of course. Uh, but to be honest, right, are all three WrestleMania matches, uh, Charlotte versus Ronda, um, AJ versus Itch, and Cody versus Seth, while I dislike rematches, I think all three rematches okay. were superior yeah. to their WrestleMania matches, Agreed. in my opinion. Agreed. I feel like the pressure of WrestleMania sometimes kind of um, maybe you know make the, the matches a bit weirder uh, mm. so maybe now you know they, they can like kind of loosen it up a bit and all that stuff so yeah you're right I agree yeah yeah uh, particularly with the Cody Seth WrestleMania match I think the moment of Cody debuting mm-hmm. overshadowed the match itself yes agree. and this and this one they could really just it was this one was a banger they, man. they um, really could let it breathe and oh my god they did breathe Man, yeah, um, Cody versus Seth, you obviously like, you know, a historic Cody Rhodes mark here on Hot Hits Wrestling <laughs> Podcast. Um, I'm, I'm going to give you the review for Cody versus Seth Rickin Rollins too. What do you think about it? Oh, man, um, this was great. Uh, cool pyro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, again, uh, again, I think with his new uh, contract with WWE, you can kind of tell like this Cody is a big time Cody now. You know, mm. and this kind of shows again, like I mean, Seth Rollins and him, wow, it was so good to watch. Uh, yeah, I really enjoyed uh, from the uh, from the beginning to the end. Like it was a banger for me, lah. Mm. Um, uh, the build up itself was quite interesting throughout the 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 the, the episodes of Raw and uh, sorry on SmackDown, I think. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. Um, well, why was it interesting to you? I mean, interesting enough, lah. Like yeah, la, they have their own like back. Okay, to be honest, I didn't really watch much. But, you know, the back and forth <laughs> and all that stuff, right? Um, very basic stuff, lah. basic storyline, you know, nothing nothing, uh, nothing fantastic. But this match itself was great. Uh, it was it was high-octane action, but at the same time, it didn't like, it, it, it built up to that. It wasn't like, just like, high-octane the whole way, you know, because this, uh, obviously, this is not the way they wrestle. Lah. Um, how you say it was just fun. I just had a lot of fun watching this. Um, you had, you know, the whole like uh, uh, at the last part, you know, the the, the whole um, counter of the pedigree 
you know, getting his uh, uh, and then you know, Rhodes having to roll him up and then you know, handful of tights and all that stuff. Yes. Yeah, I kind of like it, like It just was a good wrestling match, even though you know mm. it, it it's no longer a pro wrestling company. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, Cody as as per his contract, you know, is is saying. It's essentially um, AEW, the wrestler representing AEW in WWE. He's saying pro wrestling. He's not saying sports entertainment. Yeah. He's, ca- he's calling up history and continuity. The whole story of him, the whole reason he came back to WWE is to do what his father could not, win the WWE Championship. Yeah. The, the, ti- the title that, were, that has eluded, eluded his, his dad. Yeah. He wants specifically the WWE Championship, not the Universal Championship. He wants the one with the heritage, the one with the history, the one that his dad couldn't win. Yeah. He's not interested in the, in, the, in the Universal Championship. He's interested in the WWE Championship. Yeah, and so it kind yeah. of makes sense that Rollins is the kind of that, that first obstacle that he has to go through. La. The first obstacle being a guy that was quote-unquote one of Dusty's kids from NXT. Exactly. Who, who is not Dusty's blood, you know, flesh and blood kid. La. And of course, it causes resentment in Cody that you know, Seth or Bailey or Charlotte or you know, all, all the, the NXT, NXT guys yeah. were, were quote-unquote Dusty's kids. You know, and he wants to prove that he can, he can do it too. La. Seth freaking Rollins has already made it to the mountaintop. Cody hasn't been exactly. able to. You know, yeah. You know, and, yeah. And yeah, so this, this kind of makes sense as the first feud in, men, in, in, in a line... I, you know, I can kind of see that trajectory where Cody eventually will face someone like Roman, lah. Um, mm. But don't don't need to rush this. You know, the, the 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 journey of Cody to that that eventual match with the champion needs to take yeah. time and breathe. You you have to give it a year at least. You know, like don't rush it. I just I'm just afraid that they're gonna rush the Cody story. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. You know, um, as much as I hate rematches, they did give a legitimate reason for Cody to rematch yeah. Seth, even though he's two and zero against Seth, um, because of the handful of tights, like, Um, yeah. admittedly, Seth did try to use the ropes and use the handful of tights, so Cody only did what Seth was doing, like you know. Yes. Um, turn about his fair play that type of thing, you know. Mm-hmm. But I think this leads to a hell in a cell match between between Cody and Seth again. Like. I don't mind. Um, yeah, and I think Cody is gonna go three and zero against Seth. Um. You know, like sometimes I complain about WWE doing 50-50 booking. Yeah. They're not 50 50 in this one. They're giving they they, they ha- there's a clear winner and loser here. Yeah. And I think Seth is established enough to take three losses to Cody and not affect him. Yeah, I mean Rollins will then go on to something else. Like, I mean, yeah, it'll affect him a bit, I guess, but not really. Like with the whole storyline that WWE creates nowadays. Yeah, he'll bounce mm. back. Yeah, yeah, he's African Rollins, you know. Yeah. He has so much equ- equity to the WWE mm-hmm. audience uh, that he doesn't, he can't afford to take three losses and it doesn't affect him. Yeah, especially um, the character he has now. Mm. Yeah, I think it, it kind of makes sense for him to take losses and all that also. He's kind of unhinged right now. Yes, yes. In fact, I think um, he, Rollins building up a losing streak will only aid his character. Yeah. I think I think you have Rollins go 0 and 10, 0 and 20, you know. Uh, you, you have him become more unhinged, more deranged to the point where it breaks him and he returns to the architects of Rollins, the shields of Rollins, mm-hmm. the, the Rollins that brought him to the top. Like, yeah, you know? exactly. A bit, a, bit of, a bit of a rebuilding of the character. I think that's a good character arc. Mm-hmm. And this is how you can use, you can use losses. Losses aren't necessarily bad yeah. if they can aid character development. Yeah, it's just that WWE uh, hasn't really been good at you know, rebuilding stories sometimes. I know, I know. Uh, the, the stuff that I recommended, uh, I, I 100% don't think WWE is going to do that. <laughs> but it's not AW. I, there's not AW, but I can I can see that happening uh, yeah. if they if they make the right call. Um, and this was even though we said this is not AW, this was an AW style match. It was. Um, it was a quote unquote moves match. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
hey, hey, you know, hmm. fuck, I love, I love moves, and I love moves matches, and I'm not gonna complain about that. I love this, you know. Um, the first one was more story driven. This one was more technical driven, sure. more work rate driven. Yeah. The third, the third one is probably gonna be more brutal driven. You know, Cody wants to bleed in hell in a cell. Yeah. You know he does. He does. You know. <laughs> Cody bleeds in random AW dark matches. <laughs> <laughs> If, if WWE doesn't I know WWE is like Very anti-blood now But if they don't allow Cody to bleed In High on Assault They're missing something lah. Cody wants to do it I could tell I could sh- I, I'm, I'm sure it's somewhere In the contract I must bleed <laughs> I must bleed Specifically in High on Assault you know? yeah. I, want, I want to learn Gallons and gallons of blood you know? Whatever oh, My father like son I guess yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Dusty will be proud of him. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have Obos versus uh, Bobby Lashley. Do you want to talk about this? Or do you um, Bobby Lashley won. Okay. No, almost hey, won actually. Almost won. Sorry, sorry. Almost won. <laughs> uh, choke slam. Double, uh, two-handed choke slam. You, you, you cared about it so little that you forgot the winner. You forgot who won. Yeah. 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 The f- I'm just saying, Bobby Lashley, the former WWE champion, lost to Omos. Mm, WWE is Satnam Singh, shall we say. That's sure. Yeah, except I think Saddam Singh is actually better than Omos. He might be. Because it's almost impossible to be worse than Omos. I don't think there's any wrestler right now who's as bad as Omos. I'm sorry, Omos, but right now. You're just, you just need, to, just need to go for training a bit more. I mean, back in the day, there was like Giant Gonzalez and Great Kali and stuff like that. Yeah, but right? but like, it, yeah. in, today's, in 2022, right, where even big guys have good work rates, you know, to look at Dominic Djokovic yeah. or Keith Lee and yeah. all of that, yeah. or, you know, Lance um, almost just, almost is not. Almost is not even Dominic Djokovic. Yeah. Almost is not even Undertaker or, or Kane or Braun Strowman who has a better work rate yeah. than almost. You know, you know Braun Strowman knows how to sell. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> almost, almost feels like one of those guys that you just plucked out of um of an uh, uh regional indie without any training. You know, he's. I think he looked worse than that. You know, he, he does. I, in the year or in the year plus, almost two years he's been in WWE. It feels like he's learned nothing. He's at zero right now. He's not learned anything. It's a bit sad. Uh, and the fact that Bobby Lashley is taking a pin to him is like, oof. Exactly. Oof, poor, poor Bobby Lashley. I mean, uh, I, I, up, I understand you know, their, their, their whole love for big guys, you know. Like, yeah. he's two meters tall. Like, he's seven foot three. So, I understand mm. you like that, that size and all that. But the, the whole thing, size only is one part. You really need to train him up. Like, he needs yeah. to be able to move and, you know, feel like a giant kill, like a guy who can kill people, you know. Mm. Like he doesn't have that presence of the Undertaker, Lance Archer, that kind where it's scary when they go into the ring. Mm. You know, that's something that's missing, lah. And yeah, and yeah, he was just—I feel just premature. He needs like two more years of training at least before he can even do anything. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, in in an era where like guys at Roderick Strong are still in developmental and almost is not. Yeah, uh, it shows like WWE has different priorities, lah, yeah. than us when it when it comes to a pro wrestling. Exactly. Next. Uh. Sorry? Next. <laughs> oh, next, next. Uh, we have Edge versus Adrian Styles. Another rematch. In, in a rematch from WrestleMania. But, although I was a little bit bored by their match at WrestleMania, I wasn't bored by this one. Nah, I really, really like, I really, really like this match. I'm still a bit puzzled by um, Edge's House of Black knockoff. Um, I have no idea what they want. Judgment Day, right? It's what their faction yeah, is called, you know? Um, um, Edge won this because of an interference by a new member of Judgment yep. Day, Rhea Ripley, who looks good. Yeah. This is a perfect faction for her. It is. Uh, Rhea Ripley, Damien Priest, and uh, and Edge form this faction. I think Tommaso Ciampa could fit in it as well. You know, um, in sure. the future. Um, add, add on to it. I love that AJ was aided by Finn Balor. Yeah. Um, Bullet Club. Um, 
it 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 it's mind boggling that it took them six years yeah. to get to this point where where AJ and Finn team up. Team up. Yeah, they um, they had AJ and Finn do a WrestleMania right a few years back. Nope, it was a Survivor Series random oh, Survivor match because Series. It, someone got injured. Big, yeah, it wasn't even planned. It wasn't. It wasn't last minute. Yeah, and that ended up ended up be, being the match of the night at that Survivor Series. <laughs> Correct. You know? Yeah, so them teaming up is kind of fun. So I can I kind of look forward to that. Finally, AJ and Finn is a good tag team. Like, that's should, so like... long, six years. My goodness, why? How? Why? why? You know, uh... the good brothers are no longer around. Yeah, you had like yeah. the full complement of like the ori- the the OG Bullet Club guys, you know, and mm. you didn't use any of them. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but those are the external circumstances of the match. Yeah, yeah, what yeah, do you think about the the match itself? The uh, match itself was great. Uh, good action all around. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't mind the interferences and all that stuff just because of the nature of this match. Like, you know, it's a it's a, a faction versus a guy, you know, and then someone comes help. And then also to debut a new, uh, you know, Ripley. La. A Rhea yes, Ripley to yeah. Judgment Day. Uh, uh, which will, Black hair Ripley. Yeah, exactly. Which will add to this whole uh, cacophony of, of, of uh, uh, whatever this faction is. La. I mean, I still don't know what they want, but okay. Uh, um, but I think Edge, I think, still has it. Like, he's not as good maybe as Christian Cage, I, I feel, but Christian Cage kind of like might be a little better, I feel. As a singles wrestler, he is. I, I, I 100% agree with that. I will fight you if you think that Edge is a better singles wrestler than Christian Cage. No. I used to think that Edge was better. Now that I'm more versed in, you know, pro wrestling, yeah. and I've seen, I've seen more Christian Cage singles matches, I think Christian Cage is right? a way better wrestler. I agree, yeah. yeah. Uh, but Edge still has it. He still can wrestle, and I think he he made a good partner with Styles, you know, in the ring. Um, but damn, there was like crazy drop kicks. Uh, by Styles, I think Styles did more of the the crazy shit, lah. Um, oh, Styles! Styles brought back Styles from twenty thirteen, right? twenty twelve. The yeah. the fucking Asai Moonsault yeah. and everything. Yeah, and it, it and it wasn't just like the spot fest. And he AJ sold Styles. his he, arm. So there's arm the whole way. Yes, yeah. you know, and I love that. And uh, yeah, Styles is back, man. I mean, I can't wait to see more of this. I, 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 I'm kind of interested to see more, more of this story, lah. You know. Yeah. Um. Styles was never gone, like uh, some would argue. Yeah, he was always um, around. Styles is sort of like a, a a Brian Danielson type type of guy. Yeah. He just he he never seems to get washed up or like past his prime. <laughs> he always seems to be in his prime yeah. forever. Yeah. And and Styles is a lot older than Brian Danielson. Styles is forty six years old. Yes, correct. You. Yeah. You would think. Uh, and you know there's only a two year age difference between H and AJ Styles? Oh shit. I did not H know. H is that. 40, H is 48, you know. H looks way older though. Yeah, yeah. It feels like H is like a different generation than AJ Styles, right? Oh no, but they really are the same, actually. It's yeah. just AJ Styles was in impact, lah. Yeah, and AJ never stopped because of an injury, like H of course. Ah, had, had a ten year ten year stop. Yep, yep, exactly. Lah. Yeah. Um and, and when I said that Christian was a better wrestler than H, I don't mean that H is a bad wrestler. No, 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 I mean, no, 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 Don't take it the wrong way. H is clearly a very good wrestler. Yeah. Like. He's a Hall of Famer and But AW has made are... Christian Cage a solid guy, lah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, sure Christian Cage is a mid carder, but from what I see of his singles matches, just from a pure like technical standpoint, I think Christian is a bit better. Not to say that H is bad, and I think H is a bit a really good match against AJ Styles here, and the feud will continue. Um, I would love to see a tag match, you know, H and Damien versus AJ and Finn. That would be a great match, uh, I think. Um, next up, we have another rematch from WrestleMania. Um, SmackDown Women's Championship. An I Quit match. Ronda Rousey takes on Charlotte Flair um, in what I think is the best I Quit match I've seen 
since Stone Cold Bret Hart. I'm not ah. saying it's as good as Stone Cold Bret. I'm not saying it's as good. I'm not saying it's as good. No, no, no. Yes. But yeah, 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 yeah. But wow. I'm saying since Stone Cold Bret Hart, when have you seen an I Quit match even barely decent? No, no, no. I, I'm giving it to you. I, I, I think you might be right. This was a, a yeah. This was like a, a four point five to five star match. The, wow! For I had no interest in seeing this match. Same. In the middle of the match, I was glued to my screen. You know, Same. it was high drama. You know? This came out the, nowhere the, for me. The way that Ronda Rousey was able to use all the different types of you know um outside foreign objects to apply her armbar, using chairs, using candlesticks, using the ropes, using the ring posts, you know things like that, all made it very cool. And you know Charlotte is so proud that she would never quit. You know, like what does it take to make a, a flare quit? You know, a lot lah, as it turns out. You know. Um, and this was the the best stuff I I could match. They fought through the crowd. They fought with candlesticks. They fought in the ring, outside the ring. It delivered everything that I wanted. I'm also shocked by this. I mean, you were shocked as well, right? That how good yeah. this match was. Yeah, yeah. Because WrestleMania was kind of like um, no, like that lor. Mm. So this was a big surprise. Uh, uh, Ronda looked good in this match. Like I think this might be Ronda's best match. I agree. Yeah, and, I agree. Uh, yeah. There's a viciousness that I really love about it and uh, this is like the first time I kind of convinced that Ronda kind of belongs here. Like, mm-hmm. finally she feels like, yep, you are a pro wrestler right now. Uh, mm. And yeah, I can't wait to see more of this. I mean, I don't know whether I want to see another Charlotte. Maybe I don't mind seeing one more. Um, Maybe. No, no. Um, they Later on in the broadcast, they, they revealed that Charlotte has a broken arm, right? An injury. Oh, shit. Um, yeah, it's it's a kayfabe reason because Charlotte wanted a break from WWE, so I think oh, the feud is okay, over. Okay, okay, okay. Then yeah, uh, even better. Then then let's move on and and give rounder more victims to bully lah. You know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the uh, kind of fighter you want Ronda. Uh, you know, the kind of uh, wrestler you want Ronda to be, right? She's the big bully lah. Mm, yeah. So is this my... is is this the time when they finally pull the trigger on Ronda versus Shayna? I hope so. I mean, this match is just a gimme, you know. It's like, you wonder why it took them six years to team up AJ and Finn, right? Yeah. It's like, why has, like, training partners Ronda and Shayna never never fought or never had a feud based around this? Exactly. And we, we've been hyping Shayna for years. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, why not? Give it to them, man. Yeah, I mean, Shayna, Shayna is quite old also. They're, they're, not, they're not spring chickens, you exactly. know. Exactly. Like, let's pull the trigger on this. I mean, Shayna is not quite as old as AJ Styles, but she is quite old. No, well, yeah, but you know. Shayna has been around now. She's established herself as a re- legit pro wrestler. She has tons of yeah. great matches in her belt already. You know, so why yeah, not? You want to do a shoot style match, you know, like These a very the, grappling, agreed. grappling-centric. Yeah, you could you could do that with Shayna. Why not? Yeah, and it'll be awesome to watch. You know, it'll be a blood spot, right. you know? Yes, right, right, exactly, yeah. you know. Um, I'm a bit surprised I didn't see Bianca Belair, though, on this card. Uh, where's the Raw Women's Champion? No uh, time. Or, or, or Becky Lynch, you know. But I do think that Bailey is coming back soon, so I'm psyched for that as well. Yeah. Um, next up, we have uh, Matt Cat Moss uh, defeating Happy Corbin cool. by Pinfall. Uh, what do you think? It happened. Not bad. Alright, and then we move on to the main event. A big six-man tag team match between the mm. Bloodline, Roman Reigns and the Usos, accompanied by Paul Heyman, taking on the team of Drew McIntyre and RK Bro, Randy Orton and Riddle. This is obviously setting up uh, the Bloodline um, uniting or unifying all the championships. The Usos wants RK Bro's Raw Tag Team Championships. Roman Reigns all is, has already unified the Universal and WWE Championships. Mm-hmm. Um, so this, um, you know, interweaves a couple of feuds here and there. Roman and Drew, mm-hmm. RK Bro and the Usos into mm-hmm. one big six-man tag match. When they announced a six-man tag match as the main event of a pay-per-view, I was like, 
isn't this like a Raw mini event or a SmackDown mini event? Yes. A six-man tag match with no stakes. Yeah, you know? no stakes. Um, but much like Ronda and Charlotte Fun. or Edge versus AJ, in the middle of the match, I was like, God damn, this is a fucking banger. Yeah, it was. This was a god. This was a banger match, man. It was. I, I it made me forget that there were no stakes. I was like, and some of the camera angles that you, they were used, you know, like uh, Roman coming out of nowhere yeah. with the Superman punch, or um, Drew coming out of nowhere with the Claymore kick. You know, I, th- nobody does production better than WWE. Yeah. I keep saying this over and over this again. Was... The one thing that WWE is better than anyone else at is production. You know, yeah. how to hide wrestlers when they're coming in Correct. for surprise moves. Yeah, yeah. Because they have so much experience at this. And you know, yep. just the way that they've been doing it for years, we've 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 hyped them up about this. Kevin Dunn and his team always gets the great shots. And again, yeah, once you get the great shots, you get a great match also. Uh mm-hmm. Roman Reigns was on fire. Um, but I really kind of like this whole Drew McIntyre and the RK Bro thing. Like this is a cool alliance, I feel. Mm. Um I was actually very surprised that Roman got the win. I thought for sure Drew was gonna pin on the Usos, you know, to keep keep looking strong, you know. Yeah. Uh it, the, the swerve ending also got me. I like that they made the bold choice of this. Yeah, me too. Um yeah. really, really cool. Um just the way that I kind I kind everybody kind of got their shine. Um it never felt that RK Bro and McIntyre were on the back seat. Like they were right in there in contention throughout the match. Like mm. so that's why I didn't mind them losing, even though like I mean, yeah, it makes sense if Drew McIntyre pin like Jay, right? And then mm-hmm. continues the feud kind of thing. But yeah, sure, whatever it is. Uh yeah, they, they felt like it was close throughout the entire match. Like no one was kind of better than the other, like by a long shot. So that was mm. fun. Um, again, I think this is one of the best reiterations of uh, Randy Orton I've seen in a while. Yep. Or forever. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. He's, he's been revitalized. Yeah, yeah, and I think it's because of Matt Riddle. And, you know, Matt Riddle, again, you know, yeah, I, 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 I've been loving Matt Riddle since, you know, the beginning. Uh, mm. I'm glad that none of the sexual violation stuff, you know, Took him out. Uh, or turned out to be true. Yeah, turned like, out to it, be true. It, yeah. I mean, based on like, you know, the, the shaky evidence against him, the fact that his accuser, you know, got the, got the dates wrong, yeah. got the venue wrong, or claimed that she was assaulted at a show that never took place, you know. Yeah, so um, thank God it, for it, that. It, it feels like Riddle is cleared of it. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, good for him. Um, because he really is one of those talents that uh, is, is kind of generational. You know, mm. like his move from MMA to to the to to pro wrestling has been seamless, and mm. he feels like a better pro wrestler than he was a UFC fighter. And he was a good UFC and, fighter. And yeah, he, he was a good UFC fighter. He 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 quit MMA on a seven fight win streak. Yes, exactly. Just because it, of the weird stuff. Yeah, yeah. It it's not because he was like he, he wasn't losing like six in a row or whatever. Nah, you know, nah, 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 he nah. he didn't get like pounded out the way that Brock Lesnar did. He he was a legit middleweight, legit, yeah, legit. middleweight. Top 10. Yeah. Top 10 middleweight. And yeah. he, he seven fight losing streak just because of weed. La. And in fact, in today's climate, you know, when weed is um, not banned by the by USADA or... Yeah, no, but by the, weed uh, is no longer a uh, 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 finable drug in the NFL. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, in, in, in today's climate, he would have been... He would have continued to have a great uh, MMA career. Yeah. But as it turns out, he ended up having a great... Progressive career, mm. like back in 2014 or 2016 when we started this podcast, I was telling Hardy about this guy called Riddle yeah. on the Indies. I was like, man, this Matt guy Riddle's is like spot. a prodigy. <laughs> Matt Riddle's blast spot. I was, I was saying that like, um, I remember I, I pitched him to you as like, I've never seen anyone take the pro wrestling from a combat sport 
since Kurt Angle, you know. When Kurt Angle right. transitioned from Olympic wrestling to pro wrestling, I've never seen anyone take to it like Fish Water and Riddle is one of those guys. Lah. Um, hopefully, he'll be a, a world champion one day in the future. Uh, he's in a good spot now, though. This tag team spot is good, you know, for him. But I would like to see him as a single star, like two, three years down Eventually, the road. Eventually, yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah. Um, are you do you do you think that this Drew McIntyre Roman Reigns feud has has legs? I I personally feel like it's a bit of a foregone conclusion, especially since they're trying to set up Rock and Roman at WrestleMania. I think none of the feuds from here to next WrestleMania yeah, seem yeah, to have yeah. any seem seem to be foregone conclusions, right? Like, yeah, how yeah. do they get out? How do they get out of this? They just need to to add in more people or just move on from it. But whatever it is, it's more of the RKO guys losing the titles to Jimmy and Jay. Mm, right? They kind yeah, of want to yeah. establish the whole like uh, gang being the you know the champs of champs. Mm, yeah, so mm. I guess that's where they're going with. La. I I personally don't like that, but but you know you already know my feelings about unifying titles. La. I feel like each title could give different storylines to different people. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. as we know, WWE can only write one or two storylines exactly. at a time. Yeah. That's why they're trying to unify the titles because like, oh, what do we do with the other titles over there? I don't know. Unify them, law. Mm-hmm. Where where you could actually have a different title feud over in... Uh, nah, I, I'm not going to yeah, get into this. <laughs> where was the US and Intercontinental titles? Uh, they're still there. They're still around. Um, But I wouldn't be surprised if they unified them. It seems that the brand split is ending. Yeah. I, I mean, it would be quite interesting if they, they actually put the... the, the, the <laughs> imagine like each twin has also the, the universal... I mean, the, the US title and the Intercontinental title. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and then Roman has the twenty four seven titles. Uh, Roman, the, the o- and then Roman claims that he he identifies as a woman, and then he wins the woman's titles. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, Wait, is is Nyla? Uh, sorry, not Nyla. Rose. Is Nia Jax? Uh, oh no, no, right, Nia, Nia Jax is released. Uh, yeah, she's gone already. Fuck! I thought they could have like put her in the stable with the bloodline, and she could be the woman's champ. Uh, I mean, the only one is Tamina. But she's you, not. You think that, she's not part of the you, the, the clan, la. True, true that lah. Yeah, you're right, la. I mean, she's yeah, Suka's yeah, so, daughter, right? Yeah. So, so I guess like it, it, it is true that one of them has to identify as female. La. Yeah, that's the only way, man, for them to win all the titles. Yeah, yeah. Uh, may, maybe he can go on uh, and beat Braun Breaker also for the NXT, NXT championship. championship. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and, and, and that was it for uh, WrestleMania Backlash. Uh, to piggyback off our last sure. point, though, I watched um, NXT Spring Breaking. Mm. Uh, How did they go? NXT Spring Breaking in May, in summer, in not is spring. The most, in not spring, <laughs> is one of the most bizarre, like, special event names I've ever seen. Uh, you know? Because spring hasn't it's, broken, it's still breaking. Spring break? No, May is May is full on summer really. <laughs> I mean, Doctor Doc, Doc Strange and the Multiverse of Madness is in cinemas. It's, it's the summer season. It's the summer season. Sure. Uh, it's like if they did like winter is coming in April or something, you know, like in for AW, it would be bizarre, it'd be weird. Okay, you know? so we're in summer uh, lah. We're in summer, but it is spring breaking. Uh, I guess they should call it spring broke. Uh, I think or... still. I mean, the the age of it, you know, like it's 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 spring and summer kind of it, you know. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Um. NXT Spring Breaking wasn't a bad show. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought specifically the three-way match for the North American Championship, Carmelo Hayes versus Cameron Grimes versus Sola Sikoa, mm. which crowned Cameron Grimes as the new uh, North American Champion, was actually a really, really good match. And it's not surprising. La. I shouldn't have said actually because look at the talent involved. Yeah. NXT is very good at, at, at putting together matches, um, mm-hmm. if not storylines. 
what is bad about NXT Spring Breaking is the stories going into everything. Oh. And NXT 2.0 is prob- is like a horny teen drama at this point. Everyone is hooking up with everyone. Love triangles in every story. Oh, wow. And in the one story, in the one story that there's no love triangle or there's no making out, is the Joe Gacy versus Bron Breaker story. Um, I know you've not been following this. You you are aware of Joe, Joe Gacy's yeah. woke character, right? Yes, 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 Extremist yes. woke character, you know. So yeah. he's become a bit of a a cult leader, la, mm-hmm. as as this woke woke messiah. Sure. Do you know that? Do you know that Joe Gacy as this woke messiah now has druids doing his bidding? Nice. So so he has gone away from being a woke cult leader to just a cult leader. Oh wow, he's gone full cult. Okay. Yes, he has druids now. He has druids. It's like the Undertaker. He had druids yeah, uh, exactly. uh, uh, around. Uh, so druids uh, kidnapped uh, Rick Steiner, um, oh. Braun Breaker's father, uh, leading up to this world title match between Joe Gacy versus Rick uh, Steiner Braun Breaker. Rick Steiner is Steiner's brother, right? Sorry? Rick Steiner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Braun Breaker is, uh, is Scott Steiner's nephew. Yeah, he's a Steiner's nephew. nephew, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and Rick Steiner. So, yeah, so they, they kidnapped his father oh, no. uh, to set up his match. Um. And then they released his father when he agreed to a title match. But Braun Breaker won. And then they kidnapped Braun Breaker at the end after, after, after Joe Gacy lost the belt. Uh, I mean, lost the match and then you know, wasn't able to win the belt. So, boy, uh, we're back to the attitude era here. Uh. Lots of making out. Lots of um, sex. Titillation. Druids kidnapping people. Wow. Um, um, uh, Tony D'Angelo and uh, Santos Escobar are involved in some sort of mafia war um, over territory. Uh, which led to their match here. Yeah? Um, it's very attitude error. Um, and I don't know whether that's good or bad. I also, I'm trying to think about it right now. Yeah. Dr- druids are back. Sex is back. Um, this is like, they, yeah, you're they, right. It's like late, like mid-90s, late-90s kind of vibe. Uh. Yeah, yeah. Do, do, you, do you read about, um, oh, sorry, did you watch Amber Moon's uh, interview with Chris Van Dien? Yes, I did. About uh, uh, how the, oh my God, it was so bad. I mean, like, it was so bad that, for WWE. Yeah, they, they were they were telling talent meetings, encouraging the female wrestlers dress to show, sexy. you know, dress sexy. Uh, booty butt shots meeting is what they called oh it, like, Where God. they were they were supposed to like show more of their ass with their with their you know ring gear and all of that. You know? Oh my god! Um, and that was a specific NXT meeting, like, So yeah, attitude era is back. NXT two point is the attitude era. And I don't know whether that's a good thing. I personally think it's a bad thing. I think no, we've it moved is bad. so far. The whole point we've moved so past past this. Yeah. Yeah. The whole point of wrestling evolution is to like kind of move away from all that toxic shit. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, Attitude Era was good for its time. Yes. But it's not good in today's time. Like we've moved so far from like the bikini matches and the you know the way that we treat women wrestlers and the way that we treat smaller wrestlers. Mm-hmm. You know, like, and the whole like toxic environment of the the locker room and all that kind of thing, it's a bygone era, man. Like, why are they bringing that back? <laughs> or why is I it? Still, I... Sorry, why is it still around? That's more, more. Yeah, I I watched the interview the uh, Chris Van Vliet uh, for Ember Moon. And I was like, damn, that's some sad for Ember Moon. Such a fucking talented wrestler, having to you know be subjected to this kind of shit still, mm. like her talent not being taken seriously. Yeah, you know, like yep. you have such a superstar on your hands. Amber Moon is one of those women wrestlers that can, you know, be big time, lah. Uh, look at the wrestlers that they have released since that interview came out. Uh, 
Dakota Kai and Candice LeRae, yeah. who I guess didn't want to do the booty butt short, sexy attitude era type of thing. You know, the the Mandy Rose gimmick lah. Uh, everyone has to be Mandy Rose now. You know. Yeah, but there's the thing. Uh, like, you can have that. Like there are certain wrestlers who are good at that. You know? Yeah, it's fine for Mandy Rose to be that lah because that's a character, right? Yeah, and, but and she fits not, that character. You see. Yeah, but everyone can't be the character. Exactly. Know? Yeah. Jesus. And I, I, I actually thought we were past the point of like kidnapping your father or like sacrificing, you know, you to druids in some sort of semi-mystical angle. I thought we were past that, you know, but hey, we are, we are back, you know. There are love triangles in nearly every story in NXT 2.0. Every match on the card had the love triangle. The one that didn't have involved druids and the other one that didn't have involved um, an Italian mafia guy, Tony D'Angelo, taking on a Mexican cartel guy over territory of drug shipping. I think they're implying that. Um, okay. But I Do you think that's in poor taste? I think that's in poor taste That is in very poor taste <laughs> Yeah There's like Sort of like Ethnic caricatures Like oh you're Italian So Italian mafia You're, Sp- you're Mexican So obviously you, you Cartel So obviously you're fighting About drugs And territory of Crime um, Man I, I, I don't know It, it just it, it feels very 90s to me I, I, I'm, I'm like I'm stunned speechless yeah, how far how far NXT has fallen, right? Since the sports based uh pure style that and that oh, man, brought. This is not the black and gold brand that we know, man. Mm, mm. Uh, I, agree, I agree. And in fact it actually makes me happy. Now now I'm actually happy that Tommaso Champa was called up so he's not forced to be in a love triangle with like Indy Hartwell or something. Oh no, Indy Hartwell also has been released. Um with uh Pleasure Perotta or whatever, you know. It's weird lah. Ah, uh, anyways, uh, let's move on from NXT. It's a very sad situation uh, in 2.0 right now. Um, I think I'm going to stop watching it. Um, yeah. And you have already stopped watching it, if I'm not wrong, right? Uh, yeah, I kind of stopped, sorry. Damn, okay. Um, to cap off this episode, um, I'm going to talk about two, not one, but two amazing Impact pay-per-views that happened since sure. the last time we recorded. You know, in the 29 days since we recorded, right? Mm-hmm. Impact has had two killer pay-per-views. In fact, in my opinion, at this moment... Impact Rebellion, the pay-per-view that happened last month, mm-hmm. has topped ROH Supercard of Honor for me as the best pay-per-view of the year. Wow. Because it featured so many great matches. The opening match, the three-way match between Steve Macklin, Chris Sabin, and Jay White really opened my eyes to how good Steve Macklin is. Steve Macklin, if you don't know, was one of the Forgotten Sons back during the NXT 1.0 days. And he was, I mean, as the name implies, forgotten. But he really showed up and showed out here in his three-way match against one half of the Motor City Machine Guns, Chris Saban, and against Jay White to, to win. Uh, amazing triple threat match opener. Taya Valkyrie versus Diana Perrazzo for the Triple A Reina the Reina's title match was also really good. Taya Valkyrie, Taya, Taya Valkyrie won uh, the Triple A belt back from Diana Perrazzo. Um, the X Division three-way match between Ace Austin, Trey Miguel, and Mark Bailey. Mm-hmm. Insane. Insane spot fest. One of the best spot fest matches I've seen this year. If you're not familiar with who Mike Bailey is, Mike Bailey is looks like one of those karate caricatures mm-hmm. from 80s movies. You know, and his moveset is quite similar also, like, you know, a lot of like, you know, uh, tornado spin kicks and shit. He feels like he's out of like kickboxing movies from the 80s, and he's like that. He's fucking amazing. Um, you had an amazing uh, big man slapping meat, Tomohiro Ishii versus Jonah, uh, in an incredible uh, war of attrition here. Mm. Um, the, the main event, Josh Alexander versus Moose, one of the best matches of the year, in my opinion. Wow. They, they've, been, they've been telling this um, Brian Danielson type story with Josh Alexander. You know, he was this, this guy who's been at Impact for so long, who's been a reliable player for them. 
never been able to win the championship, right? So last year in October at Bound for Glory 2021, mm. Josh Alexander beat Christian Cage. Finally, he finally got his moment. He beat Christian Cage for the Impact World Championship. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he brought in his, his, his son. He brought in his uh, wife to celebrate in the ring with him. And then Moose uh, cashes in. There's a, they have a money in a bank type contract thing. La. So Moose cashes in his money in a bank, beats Josh Alexander in front of his son who's crying and in front of his wife, you know. Oh. Uh, and and uh, you imagine at WrestleMania 30 when, when Daniel Bryan finally wins the belt, right? And he loses it like 10 seconds later. You imagine that type of emotion, that type of story. That's what they were telling. Oh. And to make things worse, after that match, Josh Alexander, his contract ran out of impact and he lost his visa to the US. So he's been spending the last six months trying to renew his visa mm-hmm. to no avail. His visa finally got renewed. He got his rematch against Moose. Finally, he won back the belt. I think this is long-term storytelling at the best. You know, you know, After all that emotion, will he, won't he? He finally got it. He lost it. He won it again in front of his family. Boy, this was this was just a great story type of match. Uh, the, the type of that we don't see in AEW or WWE anymore, to be honest. You know? Um, amazing. And and to cap it all off, like just 30 days later, they had another great pay-per-view called Impact Wrestling Under Siege. Um so much happening here. Chris Sabin beats Steve Macklin in a really, really great match. Ty Valkyrie rematches the Jenna Perazzo. Another banger. She retains the Triple A Reina the Reina's Championship. Ace Austin beats Trey Miguel in a banger of an X Division match. Uh, the Briscoes beat Violent by Design to win the Impact World Tag Team Championships. That's um, cool. The Briscoes seem to be one of those uh, belt collectors on the Indies. Uh, I think they've won the tag team belts in every company except the big two. Yeah. WWE, AW. Yeah. AW. And it's sad that like their past have like held them back from national television, but the Briscoes belong on national TV. Um, they, they had a killer match against Violet by Design here, uh, Dina and Eric Young, formerly of Sanity. Um, great match. But once again, Stolen steals the show. Josh Alexander again uh, steals the show. He takes on Tomohiro Ishii wow. in the main event of uh, Impact. Uh, under siege. Alexander versus Tony Murray Ishii was everything you expected it to be. It was a war of attrition. It was a wrestling clinic. Um, it was a very simple match told in the most epic of skills. Mm-hmm. There were chops. There were punches. It was it was basically like um, Suzuki versus Brian Danielson. This Remember was the that one match? that uh, happened on May 7th. Uh? Yeah, yeah. Just this past weekend. Okay. Wow. Yeah, this was this was a strong style match told to perfection. It was more than just chops. It was more than just German suplexes, you know. It really felt like a real fight, you know. Um, technique, there was technique involved. There was striking involved. And then, you know, when they abandoned technique, it felt like strong style at its finest. Mm. Uh, it was fisticuffs. It was old school, hard wrestling that you would find in all Japan or New Japan, you know. The final sequence of this match, beautifully done beautifully done they're both countering each other's finishes into the C4 oh chef's kiss in fact this is I think going to be the match of the month this month for Hard Hits sure. Hard Hits matches of the month um, I would highly recommend you go watch uh, Jonah the, uh, sorry not Jonah Josh Tomohiro Ishii yeah John, uh, Josh Alexander versus Tomohiro Ishii um, at Impact Wrestling and that was for the World Championship right that was for the Impact World Championship you know now that uh, Josh Alexander has won the championship you know Usually that's the time when WWE drops the ball, you know, after the chase, right? Yeah. Impact is not dropping the ball. They're giving him like random matches, you know. He took on Suzuki on a random um, uh, Impact uh, weekly show. He now he's taking on Ishii, you know. So every one of his title defenses feel Im- feel insane, feel like good matches, you know. The intensity was off the charts here, you know. Um, both men took a licking, 
they kept on ticking. This was a long match in the 20 to 25 minute range, and the pace never let up. Um, Ishii and Alexander looked exhausted when when it was over. The crowd energy was off the charts. They went bonkers. You know, it was a a sight to see with emotion and physicality and strategy and grit. I will rate this the best match of the month. But of course, the month is not over, and we have AEW double nothing coming. So mm. who knows, lah? But you know, I would recommend you watch Josh, Josh Alexander versus Tomohiro Ishii from Under Siege. But that wasn't the best pay per view of the Impact held in the last thirty days. It was Impact Rebellion, which was top to bottom a stronger pay per view. Okay, boy, Impact is fucking killing it. You know, it's in my opinion, a str- I I'm actually enjoying Impact more than AEW these days. Wow, it's, it's bizarre to see, right? Yeah. Man, um, and also I want to cap this off by talking a little bit about NJPW Windy City Riot, which took place last month, but I just recently caught up with it. NJPW Windy City Riot took place from the Windy City in Chicago. Mm-hmm. This was a great fucking card, man. Headlined by John Moxley versus Will Ospreay. Whoa, boy, this was John Moxley's best match, I think, since WWE. Wow. In my, my personal opinion. Um, and of course, the guy who brought it out of him was Will Ospreay. Amazing. John, John Moxley versus Will Ospreay is a must-see match. Um, Jay White had an open challenge on this card as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Jay White had this open challenge. It's called the United States of Jay Open Challenge. So Jay White welcomes anyone. Then we see on the big screen, John Moxley comes out. So we think it's going to be John Moxley doing double duty. John Moxley is going to take on Jay White as well. Until John Moxley looks down at a young boy, Shota Umuno, uh, a guy who, you know, he famously recruited back in his uh, G1 Climax days uh, from a few years ago. Long-term storytelling is at its best. He's saying, go get him, Shota Imuno. So it was Shota Imuno who was the surprise opponent for uh, Jay White. Uh, delivered a really, really good match too, which Jay White won. Uh, but the best match of the night wasn't John Moxley versus Paul Spray. It wasn't Shota Imuno versus Jay White. It was Ishii versus Suzuki, which, oh, come on. Can you imagine? Ishii versus Suzuki. Yeah, you've I seen can. this match before. Yeah. Yeah, because you've seen this match before, and I'll be willing to watch this match 20 more times because it's that kind of match. Ishii has had a banger of a month in the US. You know, his matches against Adam Cole, his matches against Josh Alexander, and against a, a storied fabled opponent like Minoru Suzuki. Keep showing that you may have forgotten about Suzuki, but Suzuki, uh, you may have forgotten about Ishii, but Ishii hasn't forgotten about you. <laughs> Ishii is still around. He's older now, he's more aware of it. But he's still as good as he always was. And this match against Suzuki proved it, man. Boy, it's been a great month for the indies, you know. I recommend NGPW, Windy City Riot, uh, Impact, Under Siege, and Impact Rebellion. Definitely, man. Um, any last thoughts before we cup off this episode of uh, Hard Hits? Which of the which of the pay-per-views or matches that I've just spoken about interest you the most? Um, damn, the Ishii match against uh, I mean, Under Siege against Josh Alexander, I think I'll, kept, I'll take that. Mm. I'm gonna watch that. Uh, I it, think I'm gonna watch the entire pay per view for Under Siege. Uh, Re- Rebellion. You should watch Top to Bottom. Rebellion is the better pay per view. Rebellion. Top to I'm looking through. Yeah, and, uh, there's the Jonah versus Ishii, Josh Alexander versus Moose, right? That one. Yeah. Right? The the triple threat match. The open. Ooh, boy. Oh, yeah, you're I, talking about I, it just now. Yeah, yeah. The Jay White, Chris Saban, and Steve McLean, right? Cannot remind that enough. There's another triple match. Uh, triple threat match later on. Also, Mike Bailey is Austin Trimigo. Also, okay, yeah, I'll, I think I'll definitely catch both. Definitely, and if you want to catch Impact Under Siege, the main event is you can't go wrong with the main event. All right. Plus, beyond all those great matches, Impact Under Siege also featured the return of Sammy Callahan, who comes back from a broken leg last year. So great to see Sammy Callahan back, and it also features the debut of Mia Yim. 
Um, of course, recently released from NXT slash WWE, Mia Yim is back in pro wrestling. He, she is not with AEW as many of us are suspected, but I think she will flourish in uh, the Impact Knockouts division. So great to see the debut of Mia Yim. Um, and that wraps it up for this episode of the Hard Hits Wrestling Podcast. For Hardy, this has been Hit Zero. Goodbye, guys.